Greetings and welcome guys, girls and non-binary pals to episode 340 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture and gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week, he's listening to music, terrible. Such a <laughs> such a terrible co-host. Just sitting there listening to his I don't even know what music you listen to. What music do you listen to? I'm just listening to a wrestling theme, that's all. Ah. Are you yeah. like so is this like your intro? It's my intro, yeah. Ah. But you only anyway. hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my golden intro. Deep town, I'm seeing flashing lights, fireworks in displays and everything while I'm just like eh. Yeah. Stafford <laughs> Moody. Hadley do. It's Friday. You know what that means? It's weekend time. Time to party. Time to get drunk if you want to do that thing. I don't. I don't like drinking. No, I'm not a drinker. I have orange juice. I have, I a... have orange juice as well. I actually have almost drank it all. It's all that dancing. Much. Was you need a hydrate? <laughs> I have a soda stream. I've been using it quite a bit. It hasn't entered the realm of, you know, how you buy like kitchen gadgets and appliances and stuff, and then you use them once, yes. and then you put them in the yeah. back of the cupboard and you never use them again. So it's yes. this. this I, that's not what happened, which is cool. Like I've been using my soda stream almost every day. That's great. That is great because I was like, I haven't. Fa- I do this all the time. I've got a juicer that I used once, and I don't even know where it is anymore. <laughs> but the last two kitchen appliances I've bought are the Soda Stream and the Milk Frother, and I've been using both of them regularly, which very is good. Nice. I'm very good at convincing myself to buy something because I need it, and then I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed Bulbasaur. Of course you did. I needed the big Bulbasaur <laughs> and the Free Willy. Oh, I thought you were going to go, and the even and bigger Bulbasaur. <laughs> no, he's packed away still. <laughs> Eventually he'll be unboxed. Somewhere. 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 Along with my, all my starships. Oh, they're, God. I saw they're, um, they're bringing out two new Pokemon Squishmallows. Um, Togepi and Snorlax, and they both look amazing. Snorlax is a pretty good Pokemon. It's iconic as well, I guess. I mean, it's about looks for me, right? Like, I've still never played <coughs> a Pokemon true. game. There's Pokemon everywhere. Look at Pokemon here. Look. You played Pokemon Sword? Yeah, for like 10 hours. Yeah. And I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> and you saw the adult version of your Pokemon, right? I'm up. <laughs> no, that was when I was watching you play a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you get the yeah. fully evolved form of what, of the water Pokemon. You're like, I'm out. <laughs> what the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> Who did that? Why did they do it? <clears throat> well, it's got, it was obviously because it was the UK, the region, and uh, Bond. So ruin a different Pokemon. Don't ruin my Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Awful. Crimes against humanity. But anyway. <laughs> how about how are you? How are you doing? Yep, that was great. Yeah, you're choking on yep. juice, yeah. 
<laughs> just thumbs up. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not bad at all. Uh, bit stiff. That's why I'm standing up right now. Don't know how long it'll last, but it never yeah. lasts. <laughs> never lasts. It never <laughs> does. Eventually, my my legs will be like, "Sit down, you fat fuck." <laughs> but no, yeah, um, no, I'm not bad at all. Chill. <clears throat> Pouring on at work. Coming on. Pouring on at work. Coming on. Pouring on at work. But I am coming on this weekend. Which I'm happy to come. Not even going to see me. Not even going to come and see me. Terrible. Sorry, Amy. Awful. Sorry. 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 It's fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah. It's just how it is. Maybe next time. It is. That's just how it is. Yeah, it's how it is now. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you you have a lot of. I hope you have a lot of fun while you're ignoring. Hold on, my new nephew. (laughs) And ignoring me. A podcast yeah. co-host. <clears throat> yes, it's a bond that is stronger than nephewship. Nephew, <laughs> Nef- I haven't even met him yet. <laughs> exactly. I know. Could be a dick. Don't you don't know. <laughs> First thing he does is pukes on me. <laughs> uh, no, he's a, he's a dick. He doesn't know. He's a dick. Yeah, move, Just get move your phone out, Amy. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would text you Amy, the little shit tip puked on me. me, you, me would laugh, you'd reply back, karma, bitch. <laughs> Meet me at Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving these fuckers. <laughs> Fucking so you hold down the fort. <laughs> nobody, nobody pukes on me and gets away with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my love you. How am I? I'm all right. Um, I rearranged. I was rearranging some stuff in here in the room today. Um, you won't see any of it because, like, it t- as it turns out, I didn't touch any of this bit, the visible yeah, bit. You, you it's tell. all, it's all, all of this bit has been redone, and and the bit just behind the the camera. But uh, I was taking the rubbish out, so I'd finished moving, and all I had to do was like hang hang lights, and I was finished moving, and I I had all the I had all my all the bags full of like rubbish and and all sorts of other stuff, and uh. My door handle snapped. <laughs> I was like closing the door. Like the handle just snapped off, which is why I've got a massive bruise on my favorite finger. <laughs> like, it hurts, Moody. Could have been a more epic story. You know, it could have been like, I fought ninjas. And it was like, Wah! who's going to believe that I fought ninjas? Like, if ninjas attacked. For for any reason, and <clears throat> I would just be like, yeah, get on with it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Use the keys to take the stuff. <laughs> I want in an old burn that stuff over there. In an the yeah, one I'm pointing at. <laughs> leave this room, and I won't call <laughs> anyone. Um, <laughs> I, in an old job I had, um, I got asked once, where it's like. Um, I can't even remember what the context was, but it was like, what would you do if someone tried to steal this stuff? Help them. <laughs> <laughs> like, not 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 in a not in a ah fuck you, I don't care about your stuff way in a way of like I don't yeah. wanna get this I don't wanna get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. If somebody rocked up and was like, I'm stealing all your stuff, I'd be like, Cool, do you want a hand? Do you need a bag? Do you <laughs> Do you want me to help you carry it, or do you just want me to get out of the way? <laughs> yeah, which is my command. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. It's basically that, isn't it? I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Definitely not. I heard it sucks. <laughs> I've, I've looked, I've seen it happen on TV shows and yeah. stuff, and it does not look fun. 
Doesn't look fun at all, unless you're Worf doing it. <laughs> he's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what Worf's like, oh, it's a good day to die, etc., etc. Like, he's got some he's got some shit he needs to work out in his brain. It's it never was. a good day to die. <laughs> it's never a good day to die. But for a Klingon, it is. Kapla! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was it. That the was finest blood wine. <laughs> that was my day. <clears throat> I finally got myself. I finally talked myself into playing a video game. <laughs> it's only been weeks. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't even me. It was you because I texted you and I said I got this game and I got this game. And pick one, and you went that one, and I went okay. <laughs> And then you replied back, I'm now going to go to the pod and cry. Gonna, all right, it's time to go cry now. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, sadly, I haven't played either of the games that we said we might play. <laughs> Just work. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I saw you playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well, at work. <laughs> From, was it at work? I don't know. What time was it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so, uh, hmm. <laughs> That tells if you me look that... on my account between 12 and 1 o'clock, I'm probably on Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Chilling on my break. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> I turn off my, my company account and switch over to my account and play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh! on the company account. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no? Nope. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What are you playing on your company account? I haven't, you knew, I, haven't, I haven't done that joke for a while. I thought I'd bring Only it back. You knew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> get me in trouble, you. <laughs> I, yeah, I get a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> you do, you do, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> Mostly you myself. Do. I got yeah, my, that's true as well. I've got my new but phone. you're a champion, see? You I am are a champion. a champion. You are. I am. Is that the Apex? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Hell yeah. I got I, I, I earned this first. <clears throat> not, like the, not like the PUBG one where it was winner, winner, chicken dinner, and I had that for ages before I ever won a match of PUBG. <laughs> I've earned this one. I've been a champion yes. many times. You, you, you were there. I remember us winning second for six times in a row. That was funny. That was <laughs> very was funny. Really funny. Uh, I blame Keith. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I have a new non-broken phone. Yay! <laughs> I changed. What is it? It's just a Samsung phone. I don't. Oh. Ca- I don't care about phones. I like, is that weird? I, I don't. I don't give a shit about phones. Like, <clears throat> I know a lot of people who like know loads about phones and like really like yeah. really care. So when I was like. When it was like, oh, you know, I'm getting a new phone next week or whatever it was, you know, they were like, oh, you should get this. Oh, you get this. This one has like the Snapdragon crackle and pop processor and 7.5 gigapixel cameras and shit. And I was just like, I don't know what any of that is. I'm just going to get the one that I got last time, put the next one up. Oh, but that one's not as fast as this. But yeah, but it's faster than the one I've got, right? <laughs> and, and more importantly, it's shattered in every corner of the screen. <laughs> yeah, that last one was pretty shattered. Yeah, that one. That one was more damage. Took on more damage than my phones usually do. Um, but it's good. When I got a new people, Amy. It doesn't help if you I, miss them. <laughs> I got a new. Um, I got a new lock screen. You'll like it. Um, 
You see, you saw the old one. It's very similar. <laughs> it's the same thing, but different art. <laughs> Moody approves. Yeah, I was like, I was Moody like, approves. I want to change. I want to change it because it's a new phone, right? So you got to make it visually mm-hmm. distinct. But I don't want to change it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what do I do? And I just went on Google and I was like, Steph and Alex fan art. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Seven fan Alex. Yeah. Yeah, Fan art. I love fan art. Fan art's great. My friend drew me a really awesome picture, um, which I want to hang back there. I just need to get it printed and framed and then move that light up and to the side a bit (laughs) so that it's off screen, but still lighting things up. Because it would look really cool if my webcam wasn't a piece of shit (laughs) and you could actually see what it is. Not just a blob of color, of light. <clears throat> you can't even see the different colors. That's how bad this webcam is. <laughs> I can see red. There's a I little mean... bit of red poking in, and there's a little bit of green poking in. But like, it's like, is that? It's like multicolored, man. <laughs> it's like the Mass Effect end ending. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red, green, and blue. Yeah. Pick a color. <laughs> Super secret fourth end. And shut up, kid. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, demon baby! Ah! <laughs> 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 it was self-defense. He was coming out right out of me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's fun. <clears throat> it's fun, fun indeed. Fun times. Fun, 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 fun. Oh, smiley lord. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just yeah, I'm hearing this full blown conversation and I'm just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> so hold, hold the line. We will hold the line. <laughs> Alright, that's too many Mass Effect references and short space of time. <laughs> no. There's a giant helmet behind me, Amy. <laughs> uh-huh. I had a fifteen thousand word script open on my laptop. <laughs> oh. I'd rather wear a helmet than a 15,000 word script. <laughs> Try to wear a 15,000 word script. It's <laughs> a lot of pages. That fucking is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not finished you yet. Still got I, it. You, uh, no, you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> no, I've been taking a break. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's weird. Ever since, ever since a certain thing happened in the games industry, I just haven't had the motivation. <laughs> Playing the game that, that I played, playing the game that I played helped though because it was really good. Bye. <laughs> you disappeared. Put this back in. Oh, what is it? It's my foot cushion for when I sit foot down cushion? and I put my feet on it. Oh, yeah. I thought you were like standing on it. I was like, that's weird. I was. Oh, okay. But I do. I know it's nine times out of ten. It's what for my feet when I'm sitting down. Oh wait, I have a thing. You just reminded you have me. A thing. I have a thing. Wait. No, look at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Yeah. I've had this fucker for a while. I just got one. Nice. It does a good workout. It actually does pretty good. I tried it out at EGX, like the one before it came out, and I did really enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the... the 
I didn't but enjoy playing it in, in public. <laughs> with yeah, a that's fair. With a line of people behind me all watching. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. I, I remember yeah. thinking I remember thinking when I played it at EGX. For audio listeners, we're talking about Ring Fit Adventure. Um, I remember thinking at EGX, this is the perfect way to get me into exercise. Make it an RPG. <laughs> if you make it an RPG, I'll probably do it. Oh, you got a VR headset. Get the 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 thing with you. Oh, I Lights played Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Yeah, Beat Saber. Yeah. It's not enough room well. in here. I never use the VR yeah, headset anymore. There's not enough room. I, don't even, I haven't had set up for like two <clears> years. <laughs> you need a massive update. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Few updates. No, I'll probably just get a quest because, like, I can just. If I want to play a VR, I'll just go into the bigger room when everyone else is asleep and just do it in there. Yeah. PSVR 2 was really disappointing to me because it was like, is it wireless? Because uh, we we talked about PSVR 2 before it came out and, and you asked me if I was going to buy it and I said, if it's wireless, I'll buy it. <laughs> and it's not, so I'm not. And I can confirm it is not. <laughs> so I'm not buying it. <laughs> Nothing against the That's hardware. Fair. It's just like... I've played VR games in here. I played Half-Life, Half-Life Alex in this room. I karate chopped my monitor <laughs> at one point. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as funny as... Russ actually, So Russ has a, a Vive, and I was there when he bought it, so I went to his house and yeah. we set it up. And, like, you've seen the room he, his computer's in, like, from when, yes. we've, when we've podcasted together, and it's fucking tiny. It's a shoebox. Yeah, it looks tiny. <clears throat> He's got massive rooms, and he, and he, which we've you probably you might have also seen when we've done charity streams because we have massive room where we play VR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with all the space in the world, unless you're a dumbass <clears throat> like me and you crawl into a door. But <laughs> like, he decided, oh, we're gonna set, I'm gonna set it up in this shoebox of a room, and I was like, okay, well, I guess. And it's like, what we're playing, super hot. Yeah, okay, so he put the headset on me, and I fucking punched his monitor off the desk. <laughs> Russ, you deserve that, man. I'm gonna say that for going in that small, such a small room, for right? VR. For super hot, <laughs> the Matrix, the, vid- the video game, where you dodge bullets, and then go bam. But yeah, you punch people as well in that game, and I just went bam, and I just. <laughs> And obviously, I couldn't see anything. He just fucking cracked his monitor. And I heard the crash, and I was like, oh, no. Should I take this headset uh, off? Should I leave it on? I'm just going to keep this headset on, yeah. and I'm going to walk out the room. Ow. 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 It's a great headset, though. Like, I miss VR. I do. But it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a barrier to entry with that technology. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But anyway, speaking of barriers to entry, I don't know what that was all about. Oh Shall we, no. we get into the podcast? It's we're doing starting with Moody's favorite subject to talk about. The funny thing is, that could be a reference to at least half a dozen things. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I don't want to sit down, but my ass is like saying sit down, but my ass is also hurting. <laughs> so we, what were you and God like doing in... last night? <laughs> ah, blasphemy. He, now it's God knows what to do, you know. God man. knows. Do. God does know. God, God, God does know. God does in fact know. He doesn't. He does in fact. Are you gonna? Are you gonna drop the desk or? 
No, no, not yet. No. All right, cool. <laughs> I was gonna time it with like me, with like this, but yeah. So let's just jump into the main topic, uh, which is what? the the Activision Blizzard <laughs> Microsoft merger, which is getting ridiculous. <sighs> I probably wouldn't have even thought to put this in the podcast, but somebody was dropping news links in the Discord. <laughs> I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> not for fucking not not for Activision Blizzard stuff anyway. <laughs> How do you want to do this? There are one, two, three, four, oh, five, okay, six, I'm opening seven, up a tab eight, nine. in the Discord and literally say, "This is not for news. This is just for us to laugh at." <laughs> for the lols. <laughs> for the lols. Yeah, but now we and get to laugh at it. News for podcast. Now we get to laugh at it in the podcast. <sighs> There's nine, laughing, <laughs> there's nine there's nine bullet points. Do you want to go bullet point by bullet point? <laughs> it gets more ridiculous. It gets more ridiculous yeah. and unhinged the further and further down you go. Yeah. Go on, start from the top and end at the bottom. End at the Just bottom. Just like God did last night. <laughs> Sacrilegious. I like it. <laughs> you know we're getting pitchforks coming right at us right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we definitely hit the demographic of Christian gamers. <laughs> oh, they fucking watch anything just to be pissed off. That's true. Blasphemy. <laughs> That's true. Let's really give them someone we've been pissed off about. <laughs> but anyway, Microsoft signed a ten-year binding contract to bring Call of Duty games to Nintendo platforms. So that happened. It's going to burn the Nintendo Switches. It's not. I don't cloud care gaming. if it's on cloud or not. It's cloud. I don't care. It's still going to burn it. Like, does no one remember? We did. What? People are talking. There's like these massive think pieces. Oh, I know that. I know it's going to be on the cloud and everything like that, but it's just like. Nintendo Switch is going to be like, nah, what are you doing to me, mate? I know it's through cloud, but still, what are you fucking doing to me, man? <laughs> Why the fuck would anybody want to play Cloud on a Switch? Is <laughs> that as well? Why? Why? I'm, I have to ask why. <laughs> it just looks good, right? For them, for Microsoft, it looks good if they've got the deal in place everywhere else, and then they can be like, just turn around and be like, well, Sony's just being uh, obnoxious. I saw, I read, I read a piece, I didn't share it, but I read a piece that where Microsoft were talking about stuff this week. And obviously, it's more more points here, but apparently, one of the guys there literally held up a piece of paper which was a contract for Sony. And I was just like, really? You really want to do this? Like this? Really? Guys, it's just you may be more richer than them, but my goodness, Sony, we've already known they are stubborn as fuck. It's just, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. It really is. Like, yeah. I mean, I wasn't here for it sometime last year when it was, when the circus was starting, but like, yeah, it started, yeah. It's, <clears throat> it, the next, the next two, I'll go through the next two bullet points because they're sort of, all three of these are linked together. Um, which is Microsoft signed a deal with NVIDIA to bring their PC games to NVIDIA streaming service GeForce Now, including Activision Blizzard games, should the deal go through. And then the third bullet point we've got is a deal between Microsoft and Sony is, quote, not close, end quote, according to Microsoft's Brad Smith. I searched three articles about the press conference Microsoft held in Brussels to find out who Brad Smith is and what his job at Microsoft is, and it wasn't listed in any of those three articles. It just said Microsoft's Brad Smith. So as far as I know, Microsoft, Brad Smith 
is some kind of Microsoft ninja. No one knows who he is or where he came from or what he does. He just appeared in Brussels one day, waving a contract at Sony. <laughs> Going, ooh. But we've signed with NVIDIA and Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's now getting B-movie territory. Like wrestling story territory where it's like, it's over the top. It's like, I have a contract here for you, Sony. Sign it now by the end of tonight's show. <laughs> Everything. And you're just like, oh, but you're too chicken to do it. Microsoft's Brad Smith is just going to be on a, on a, um, uh, an Xbox showcase next month. Just going... With a contract still like this. What's the matter, Jim? You chicken? So, like... They've yeah. signed a deal with NVIDIA. They've signed a deal with Nintendo. Like, they haven't signed a deal with Sony. Sony don't appear to be budgeting to moving any closer. Sony will only sign it when the deal goes through. Yeah, sure. Probably. Mike, who knows? <laughs> Let's make myself, well, we've got it now, so fuck got it, it now. <laughs> Call of like, Duty coming to, suck it. Mike, <laughs> to Xbox, thing. PC, and Switch. <laughs> No PlayStation ones for you. <laughs> yeah. Because they're probably going to try they, they might actually try that and just say, yo, by the end of it, we'll just be like, yo, guys, Sony fanboys, it's not our fault. We got a contract. It's Jim Ryan's fault. It's Sony's fault. They didn't sign it. They didn't you could still it. be having your call of duty. But, call it's of all, duty. but it's all Sony's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They decided to dig their heels in and say, say yeah. oh, we're not going to sign no contract. I wish I knew more about Basically. wrestling to really like go into like the wrestler metaphor. Thing is about it, I think he would really like wrestling to a certain like, point because of the, just the batshit craziness to I it. I know, like the, I think this is a boxing thing where it's like they have the weigh-ins, and the, yeah. and, and usually those devolve into into ridiculousness. Like, Stupidity, yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're <laughs> going to see that between? Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan and, and Phil Spencer. Microsoft's Brad Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just start talking mad shit at each other. Because <laughs> Phil Spencer, I'm pretty sure he's smaller than uh, Jim, so Jim Ryan's like, I'm going to fuck you up, son. <laughs> We're I'm a lot called duty back home where it's meant to be. <laughs> We're a long way from the days of, uh, of Phil, Sean, and Reggie being on stage at the game it was, being all like, see, we're all friends, yeah? <laughs> we're friends. Apparently. The thing is about it, I think if Sean was there, the deal probably would have been sorted. I don't think he would have had any of this shit personally. Because I think Sean would have been wise enough to say to his board, saying, yo, I can preach it. Oh, there's nothing, deep down, there's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop this deal. So what's best to do it? Why don't we just sign a contract to get Call of Duty stayed on it? And we'll see if we can get, wiggle our way into getting some money off it and whatnot. And just do it that way. He would have just done that and then say, and then we're going to put that money into our exclusives and make them even more better. Yeah. <clears throat> We're gonna no, make... Let's do the Jim Ryan way with a with a bag and go. Give me Call of Duty back. <laughs> wow, that was a pitch perfect Jim Ryan impression. <laughs> anyway, now that we've made fun of PlayStation and all of the the uh, the PlayStation fanboy hardcores are mad at us, let's make fun of Microsoft for a little bit. So the next, cool. <laughs> the next three bullet points I'll read out altogether uh, microsoft a company worth 1.9 trillion dollars 
is claiming to be the underdog. At a press conference, they revealed the game's console market share in Europe is, quote, 80% PlayStation, 20% Xbox, end quote. Globally, it claims the split is 70-30, and in Japan, that the split is 96% to 4%. They omitted Nintendo from those figures because the FTC and other regulators have defined the console market as Xbox and PlayStation. That's not even a fucking joke. I wish it was. Uh, and Microsoft has refused to consider selling the Call of Duty franchise to help the merger go through. Of course, because they haven't, they've just gone yeah. in for Call of Duty. Oh, they've gone else. in we for, know this. for God. The rest of the other IPs are fucking nothing to them. <laughs> we said that when, when Microsoft first did the thing, and then like a bit later they were like, well, we're mostly but making the interested in making this purchase because we want King, because we want the mobile infrastructure. Everybody looked at them and just went... No. <laughs> like, be less obvious with your lies, Microsoft. <laughs> you obviously want Call of Duty. <laughs> and now here we are. They're like, they've been told yeah. the deal will go through if you sell Call of Duty. And they've gone, we're not selling Call of Duty. <laughs> but if you only wanted King, just sell Call of Duty. It's fine. <clears throat> sell Activision, is, sell Blizzard. <laughs> the thing is, fucking. King Vive oh, might know. be worth more. I know. <laughs> I was going to say. So deep down, like it would yeah. be a good bargain for them. Oh, Call I know. Duty's massive. There's no doubt about that. We know that. But I think people in the industry completely forget about the mobile industry. They really do. And they forget how big Candy Crush is. That you have no fucking idea sometimes. <clears throat> and it, it's oh, yeah. laughable when it happens. But yeah, it's like... <sighs> The amount of fucking. Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go, go. I was just going to say the amount. I just set up my new phone last night, and the amount of stupid fucking games it installed automatically on my phone that I had to want to install was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) The fucking social media apps and everything. I don't use you. I don't use you. I don't use you. Like, it was funny. (laughs) It was really funny. So, my phone came with. This is a tangent, but my phone came pre installed with one social media app, one music app, and one streaming service. And it was Facebook, Spotify, and Netflix. And I was like, those are the three I don't use. <laughs> I don't use any you, of those. Was YouTube not on there? YouTube, YouTube was on there, but YouTube Music wasn't on there. Because uh, okay. it's a Samsung Google phone. I was expecting, mate, I had to download Google Docs wasn't on there. Sheets wasn't on there. Wallet wasn't on there. Calendar wasn't on there. And I'm like, this is a fucking Google phone. <laughs> Most of Google's apps aren't already on the phone, but it's got Spotify. And Facebook and Netflix. Great, I don't use any of those. <laughs> I use Messenger. I use Messenger. Yeah. I, I haven't been on Facebook for like... People don't understand that concept with me sometimes. Like, wait, so you're still on Facebook? Yeah, but I'm not on Facebook. I'm just using Messenger. Yeah. So you're still on Facebook? Yeah. But if you try and friend me, trust me, I won't see it. <laughs> I keep, Yeah, I keep the Facebook part up because people don't realize you can just add people through Messenger. So like I keep the Facebook pile up until people can add me. Yeah. <laughs> if it if if people could figure out how technology worked, I'd delete my Facebook profile. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, we've got off a tangents there. Yeah, Back sorry, to the numbers sorry. of what yeah. the Microsoft was spilling out there. Like, we know that PlayStation have a bigger market share right now at this moment in time of Microsoft. We know this, but that market share will literally get cut in half when Activision gets acquired. We know this. Eventually. Like, Obviously, it wouldn't yeah. happen overnight. but It won't happen overnight, but it will get cut in half. And that, that's like that's where PlayStation are trying to fight and stop this. 
like I said, we both understand why they're trying to do it. We just think it's stupid at the same time. <laughs> it's just like, just whatever, guys. Just concentrate on yourself and make yourself be even better. Yeah. No, I'm going to fight. <laughs> with my little old granny bag. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with this idea of Jim with a little granny bag. Swinging it around. Hey, um, I read that email. You, that's true. <laughs> like so, so, so did I. I screamed that email <laughs> on a podcast. And I did not. <laughs> no, no, I got somebody else for that. Um, like, so these splits, I mean, the splits are huge. They obviously don't yes. include Nintendo, which is, Switch is the best on cons, current generation console. Um, yeah, so that would obviously, that would shrink the lead that PlayStation has over Xbox. Like, I get why Microsoft have framed it like this. Like, I know a lot of people took the piss out of them and, and fair play, like, you can definitely do that but i know the reason they framed it like this is because the ftc and the cma are literally just focusing on xbox and playstation and it's that old thing we used to we always say for nintendo just in the corner just doing their own thing in the corner coloring in all the wrong colors with crayons and not sticking to the lines and just having a good time like obviously like the gap between xbox and playstation isn't as gargantuan as it appears by these numbers um because that's the console market has three consoles not two but if if governing bodies around the world that can't fucking figure that out i mean that's that's not microsoft's problem yeah <laughs> yeah that's true there's no doubt about that and yeah I, like we we've always known that both nintendo you know i'm, I'm gonna throw nintendo either way i don't care what the FTA says um both Nintendo and PlayStation have a bigger market share in Japan. We know this. They're both Japanese companies. That, that was going to happen. Anything like that. Uh, in Europe, PlayStation have always had a strong relationship in Europe. They always have. Even when the PlayStation 3 wasn't doing that great, they still did very well over here. It was mostly in America where it was a bit divisive when it came to the PlayStation at the beginning. <clears throat> but and the, the, what they're saying is not wrong whatsoever. Like I said, they are... I, I, lean it in a different type of skew like what what you've stated already but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just <laughs> it's just it's just funny it's like 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 we've been stating already like we were making fun of playstation just two, two minutes ago making fun of microsoft day because it's just like you're going to the bottom of the barrel to try and make this sound more and more into your favor when you are literally almost Basically, it's a state a two trillion dollar fucking company. <laughs> oh, poor us. <laughs> yes, that... switch it around and go. How much software of Microsoft software is out there in the world compared to Sony? Compared to Nintendo? Well, I've heard Major Nelson. I've heard Major Nelson say it before uh, on a podcast or a YouTube video or something. Say that PC is Microsoft's other gaming platform because everybody runs Windows to play games. <laughs> <laughs> on pc sorry i know people some people use linux and i know some people use mac but windows is the dominant pc yeah. gaming software you basically have to have it if you want to seriously get into pc gaming yeah no doubt and no doubt. The, the, it's just this idea like it becomes more absurd the more i look at it yes the xbox is the third best-selling console no playstation would not be obliterated if Call of Duty didn't come to the PlayStation platforms. But Microsoft is a $1.9 trillion company. <laughs> and then they're out here. Combine... They're, they're out yeah. here being all like, oh, poor Russell, no, please, no, look at the yeah. big bad Sony. Like the big bad you, Sony, seriously. You could literally combine <laughs> Sony and Nintendo together and they still wouldn't, their market share wouldn't be what Microsoft's is. Mm-hmm. 
it's a it's laughable at the same time it's just like oh my god but it's also the best argument that they can make because in the gaming yeah. space it's kind of true true it like... is true there's no doubt about that hell microsoft how about next time don't fuck up a generation like you did last year last generation how about you just don't do that <laughs> it's true man it's true when I was coming into this generation, I was seriously, before the crypto bros ruined the PC <coughs> gaming market, I was seriously considering just beefing up my PC, not bothering with an Xbox, because <laughs> it's all on PC. Um, yeah, so and, and then, obviously, I crypto this happened. For it. And then I realized I don't like it. Not, not, I like being on you, just not playing PC games on you, sweetheart. Just in case she breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't let you do that, Daffod. Um, <laughs> I take it all back. But yeah, like it's 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 master it's, inf- <laughs> it's infuriating because yeah, I mean they've got to make this argument because they can't make it any other way, and it's just like it's just so fucking <clears throat> frust- It's just so fucking pathetic though. At the same time, to hear them be like, "Oh, Sony's exclusives are better. Oh, our console doesn't sell very well. Oh, consoles." It's like it's like anti-marketing. It's like they're literally doing everything that they would normally do to market their stuff like at a certain point i'm i could put a tinfoil hat on right now and be like do you think the reason they're not releasing any of their fucking exclusives is not because they're not ready but because they're they're trying to make themselves look as bad as possible (laughs) so that they can get this deal to come through like starfield has been ready for ages and they could have launched it but it would have made xbox look too good to the cma (laughs) hellblade's ready to go fables ready to go they're just like no, we gotta make ourselves look bad. No, no, we need to make ourselves we can look then bad. Pick ourselves up. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you didn't get Forza date. Yeah, the <laughs> Forza will release when when Activision Blizzard is owned by Microsoft. <clears throat> now that I just want to say, say I don't seriously believe that. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> just anyway. <laughs> What's the final part, Sammy? <laughs> and then it just gets here's the and then it just gets even worse. Activision Blizzard's chief communications officer, Lulu Chang Masavi, has mocked Sony's latest statement regarding the matchup with a meme posted on Twitter because apparently now chief executives of companies are now just posting memes. <laughs> it's the one with the bike, you know, with the riding the bike, and then sticks the the thing in the in the wheel and falls off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. It's very funny. You know, memes were funny before CEOs and started using them, and now I just the chief communication <laughs> the officers. chief communications officers of Activision Blizzard. Like you got problems of your own, <laughs> Lulu. Maybe you should focus on those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. It's like like we like we said. It's again nothing but childish angst from all of them but from both of them right funny enough jim ryan's been very quiet right now i wonder if he's been told shut the fuck up because <laughs> he hasn't said much lately that i know of so no, i haven't seen jim ryan himself specifically say much to be honest playstation i think playstation have realized they were getting a lot of heat on them because of all of the kind of constant public they were they were doing the whole thing in public and it was pissing a lot of people off mm. and they haven't done a lot in public but Microsoft still are. They're just like, but they, they're still poking it, guys. They're still poking it. So we got to keep poking back. Well, it's, it reminds <laughs> me of, uh, do you remember, was it two years ago? Apple and Epic over Fortnite. 
Yeah. And and they were both trying to like the epic was trying to get sympathy from gamers. So they were doing yeah. all that stuff in public and Apple were just like not having any of it. Um funnily enough, if this goes to tra- if this does go to court, that does that mean we're in for another like ten weeks of bombshell revelations from all of the stuff that gets presented as evidence? <laughs> Sweet. Because that was fun. <laughs> More laughter. That was More giggles. We, we learned a lot of really fun and interesting things, um, and that would be it fun did. to go through again. That would make that would almost make all of this worth worth it. Probably, but we'll um, if it go goes, to court. If it goes, go to, go court. to court. Go to court. Um, Microsoft fans have started tracking Sony's private jet to keep tabs on executive movements. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is actually happening. How pathetic are people? They're literally so it's publicly accessed data, no matter what Elon Musk says. Um, you can you can you, you can track uh, private jets, um, and Microsoft fans are literally tracking Sony's private jet. Like, I could have gone all in and like wrote all of the things that they found out about where the jet went and when it went, but like it's just funny to just say like there's Microsoft fans out there who are so invested Childish. in this <laughs> that they've they've been figuring out where the where Sony's private jet has been going. I don't know what they're hoping to prove or find, but they're gonna end up a court. We've got data for you, Microsoft! We've got data for you. Fuck off, kid. But but I'm with you. I'm on your side. Bring Call of Duty home. Fuck off, kid. Bring Call of G home. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag well, free Call of G. <laughs> free Call of Duty. Free card. Free, free card from the tyranny of PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you signed a contract with Nintendo? <laughs> and Nvidia. And Nvidia, we're about to be taking them back. No, it's supposed to be coming home. It's supposed to be exclusive. We've got to re- listen to the song. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> yeah, we have to rub it in the tea bag. I free one and Xboxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, Jesus. They're track. I don't know what else to say other than they're tracking private jets. I know everyone's got to have a hobby, but like, you'll uh, be a megalomaniac <laughs> to fucking do that. You must have some serious spare time to fucking do play this. the games. <laughs> what if you just played the games on your Xbox instead of tracking private jets? Yeah. Uh, actually, help Microsoft by proving that they actually do do good games. No, what you need to do to help Microsoft in this specific situation is go fuck or buy a PlayStation and just play games on it nonstop, <laughs> so that it looks so that it makes Microsoft look even worse. Oh yeah, they want to look bad. So yes, <laughs> yeah. go buy a five hundred and forty dollar, I think it is now PlayStation, PlayStation 5. Five and a headset via PSVR yeah, two headset. headset. You got to buy the well. VR two headset. Might as well. You might as well at this point. You might as well get the Pulse. Um, headphones, Pulse, yeah, headphones. Get a get a spare controller and a, and a get docking that station. Pro controller, that new pro controller. Make sure you go on the digital storefront, not the physical storefront. You need to go on the digital storefront so you can pay full price for Horizon and God of War and Ratchet and Clank, Returnal. <laughs> Make sure you buy loads of copies of Call as many copies of Call of Duty as you can find, and and that would Use help. Some as tea coasters. <laughs> 
I've got I've still got from from an older ported rat perspective, I've got a copy of Call of Duty 3 on Xbox 360 in my drawer. <laughs> Fact. Because for some reason you can't buy that one on PC. <laughs> one and two, sure. Four onwards, absolutely. Three, apparently not. <laughs> one final thing, Amy. So I saw this is something I've seen going around on Twitter. Uh, neutral reporting on news regarding the merger has seen industry analysts attacked as quote Xbots end quote or quote ponies end quote, depending on how the news makes Xbox or PlayStation look because fanboys are unhinged. I saw this happen to someone I follow on Twitter where it was like they literally, uh, it was the 10-year deal uh, with Nintendo and they just posted the the news in a thread. Microsoft have signed a 10-year deal with Nintendo and and a bunch of fucking Xbox fanboys descended and started calling him a pony. (laughs) I can't connect those dots. The, the <laughs> gamers are f- fucking idiots. <laughs> it's like I'm no. talking to all of you. Yeah. All of you who call yourself the gamers. Yeah, right? It's like, You're you know... Fucking nuts. Some people just report on the things that happen. <clears throat> if that makes your side look bad, okay, what shame. Then these people aren't like me and Rudy. We're deliberately trying to to mock you. <laughs> it's very <laughs> easy. <laughs> it really is. You make it so easy as well. Let's just think about it. <laughs> we could. We. Uh, this is no effort. If we had to make effort, who knows what? Who who knows the level of insults we could actually fucking. It, destroy you with. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm so sick to death of talking about Activision Blizzard Microsoft merger. If it took any effort whatsoever, we just wouldn't do it. Because I, don't, I can't be bothered. I'm not here for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. but the, the, the people out there that support like these console manufacturers, like these corporations, like their football teams, you know? Just, it's never, I've never understood it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I support games. Is the game good? Cool. Then I'll talk about how cool it is. I'm not going to be out here. I don't want to be, I don't understand why, why people are out here, like, with an allegiance to PlayStation or Xbox. Like, they're pieces of plastic and technology that play video games. The video games are the important part. <laughs> Like, do people, like, do, 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 do fanboys just sit and stare at their dashboards? <laughs> like, do they Probably, do, yeah. do they just, like, you know how, like, you know how, like, people who live, really love cars will spend, like, half a Sunday, like, washing their car and, like, waxing their car and, and doing all that stuff? Do you think that... Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Do you think that, like, that, like, console fanboys, do you think they do that with, like, their PlayStations and their Xboxes? Like, they just, like, spend half a Sunday just just dusting it and, and waxing it and then cleaning all the crevices and, and just really, like... Talking and talking to it. Talking, talking, talking dirty to it. Just being like, oh, you like that, don't you? <laughs> well, after I finish cleaning you up, I'm going to play with you. <laughs> oh. Oh, PlayStation, you're so dirty. <laughs> you're so dirty. I have to clean you again. Oh God! 
I get it if you only have one console to a certain degree. You can only afford to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. And the one that you choose is going to be important because obviously there are exclusives. But like you, some, you take it way too far. <laughs> you really oh, do. yes. They really do. <laughs> so that was fun. Settle down, you nut jobs. <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> It's a much easier life if you just enjoy all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now and again, that's I'm not calling you out if you can't afford to, but if I had to pick one console, I'd just pick it, and then I'd just be like, "Cool, that's my console." Oh, is something coming out on the console I don't own? Oh well, I'll just play something that's on the console that I own. The thing is, that's what it was like for us when we were younger. It was what it was Obviously, like for us. When the we parents were only would only buy one console. Yeah, sure. And if, like that, so it's like for me, it was Sega, Sega. when I was growing up. Yeah. Then it was uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. It was. Uh, I missed. I skipped the PlayStation one. I had the Nintendo sixty four. I oh, was nice. enjoying it, so I, was, I had that. And then eventually, I went to PlayStation two because uh, I didn't like the cube. I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah, a cube was my no. first Nintendo console. That was nice. also the first console I bought for myself. Sweet. Um, with a student loan. <laughs> responsible spending <laughs> responsible definitely oh i got a loan and i bought to clear some debt and i still use some of it to buy a playstation 3 perfect what a great not even that. realizing there was an xbox out there i don't say i completely forgot there was an xbox out there <laughs> that's fair um yeah that was fun should we move on the old ugly version playstation 3 as well oh the original yeah because it was backwards yeah. compatible and like the the like yeah models. yeah then they removed it. <laughs> yeah, once they removed it, that was... Because I never owned a PlayStation 3. So when they removed yeah. backwards compatibility, I was like, well, I'm not going to go back and get it because I used the PS2 to play my PS1 games. And I want to use the PS3 to play PS1 games. Just like I want to use my PS5 to play, play PS1 games. It's Sony! <laughs> you can. Just not that many right now. Just not very many. Just none of the ones yeah. that I want. I've still got my yeah. CD wallet with all my discs yeah. in. Like, Yeah. Like I'm waiting. I'm still waiting, Sony. I got my Dino Crisis. I got Dino Crisis. I got Resident Evils. I've got Gran Turismo. I've got all these on my micro machines. I think like it's all in this like CD wallet organizer. Yeah, bring us back to Final Fantasies. Seven. Go for it. Eight, nine, six. I think she's six was on PlayStation six. One, wasn't it? Yeah, they re-released it on PS One. I know the port wasn't the most favorable, I believe. I mean, at least Square Enix. Are, at least Square Enix are. Um, re-releasing the pixel remasters and you can get most of the old final fantasies yeah. somewhere now i need to sit that's okay you know what we're going to do something unprecedented we're going to pause the podcast should we move on from microsoft and playstation yes, <laughs> now that you're sat down and my lights aren't falling down <laughs> yes please let's move on let's talk about a moving video along game. moving along let's talk about a video game so I was talking to a friend of mine uh, recently. Um, we've both kind of been not necessarily burned out because I feel like that might be too strong a word, but like just kind of in a malaise when it comes to like video, playing video games. Yes. And like for me, I think part of it was all of the games that I've, all of the new games that I've played in 2023 were all either ports or remasters or Forspoken. <laughs> so it was kind of like, Oh man, like nothing's really grabbing me. Like, but then it's like I realized, like I haven't played anything new apart from Forspoken. So then I texted. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, where I was like, I texted you. I said, I got these two indie games. Pick one. <laughs> that was the text, and he went, Yeah, this one. 
And I went, cool. And then I sat down and I played it in two days. I think it was like over a weekend. I just sat down and smashed it. And then I sent you a text after I'd finished. And went, okay, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> and that game was a space for the Unbound. And it's like, whenever I get into um, a video game burnout, or I'm just not really feeling playing video games, it's the, there'll be that one game where it's like, that was so good. It's like like reawakened my want and desire to play video games again um, yeah. and that was this game <laughs> like i played the first couple of hours a few weeks ago before mm-hmm. hogwarts and all that shit happened and then i just dropped it like i dropped most <laughs> most games you dropped a lot yeah, yeah. i dropped a lot of things um for the for the last few weeks and like when you text me and say because your your reasoning was sound, it was well you've already started a space for the unbound, you might as well finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um and then I got back into it and then I had to use a walkthrough because I was halfway through a puzzle. I had no idea how to play the game anymore. <laughs> so I was like getting back up to speed. Yeah. <laughs> and then once I got back up to speed, it was not the it was just like straight to the finish line. It was awesome. Um and it was just it's such a fucking good game, really. Um, it's a it's an adventure game, um, not quite a point and click. Just sort of I like there are a lot of puzzles in the game, but they're not point and click puzzles. How best to describe? Because it's a very strange game. It's set in nineties rural Indonesia, um, and it's very of that culture. Um, which is cool. Like I've always talked about like games like that that are set in other cultures. Like I really enjoy playing them because it's all very different to me, right? Like, yeah. And ooh, sorry, the arm of my chair just went down. And uh, and so like to get to like to like experience that stuff is cool. It's very novel. Um, and it's a, it's it's almost like a fairy tale game. Um, in terms of like its story and its setting and stuff, like it starts out, it takes a couple of hours to get going. Where you're doing stuff, you play this kid called Atma. He's in high school, um, and his and his girl and you know his girlfriend. You're basically just hanging out with his girlfriend for a couple of hours, um, and like you got you do things like you go to the cinema and you feed a stray cat, um, and like you do sort of spend the first couple of hours thinking, what's the point of this, like. It's fun, yeah. and the puzzles are cool, and like running around the town and exploring and talking to the to all of the other characters and stuff is interesting. But you, but it is kind of like that. It, okay, what's the story? Like, what, what what's what's supposed to be happening here? And then the story starts, <laughs> <laughs> like the real story starts. And then from that point on, it's very much a mystery game where you're not really sure you're 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 trying to figure out what's actually happening. Um, it's yeah. very it can be very surreal at times. Um, it's it's centered around a bunch of mechanics. Most of them I don't want to talk about because they sort of like emerge as the narrative continues. But the the main one that you start the game with after the first couple hours is called Space Dive. So you get this magic red book that essentially lets you dive into the mind of other of of other people, um, and you sort of solve puzzles in there. And it's it's very much a game about all sorts of those different things that indie games are about. Anxiety, depression, trauma. I'm trying not to spoil the game. <laughs> um, well, you can tell, talk about that. That's not going to... Yeah, it's like... Seeing the, that is not yeah, going to spoil it. So. Yeah, it's... 
it's layered in with this sort of like you know you'll you'll get these pages from a from a fantasy storybook and you'll have these dreams um, that seem to hint at other stuff and then there's there's other stuff going on with with some of the other characters and um, what I really love about it is you you can sort of as you're following along the story you can sort of figure out where it's going um and then you get to the end of the chapter and you're like, ah, it's the thing that I figured out. But then there'll be another th- twist or there'll be something else that happened. And then you're like, oh, I still don't have any fucking grasp on what the hell is going on. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, what the fuck? And then you play the next chapter to figure it out. And you're like, oh, now I kind of understand this. And then it happens and it pays off. But then there's another twist. And it's like it keeps it going all the way at the end. Um, and it really keeps you engaged in, 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 in the mystery because you have to know what the hell's going on. Like even when you think you figured out one part of it, there's another part that you haven't even you haven't even like thought to consider that will crop up, and like it carries that mystery vibe really well, so that you always want to to keep going and keep finding, keep figuring out what's actually happening, um, and it twists really well. Like sometimes in games or just any media, which is like built around a story that has to keep you guessing and and you know it has to have twists and turns sometimes the twists and turns you know how they can sometimes feel like they're just there so that there's a twist yeah um i never felt that in this game like i always felt oh, like that's good. i always felt like the twist was earned or the twist was cool you know and it was like oh this actually this actually is really good for the for the story or the characters um and it really keeps you engaged like there'll be characters who you really dislike and then as the story goes on you know, you start coming around on them or characters that you really like and then you start finding out more about them and then you're like, actually, you're a bit of a dick. But then you start finding out more about them and then you're like, oh, actually, maybe you're not such a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. You're not a dick. Wait, who are you? <laughs> it goes places. It goes places. It's really cool. Um, and it's really raw with, like, how, how it, like, approaches its themes. Like, it's definitely a sad game. Like I yeah. texted you at the end and I said, "Look, man, I was crying. <laughs> like, I was crying at like one thirty in the afternoon on Monday as I put the controller down and I was weeping. But like, in, in because the story was good and because I was so connected to the characters, and it just it really hits you, like, yeah. what the story is actually about and what's really been going on this whole time. Um, and and it's, but it's more than that. It's how it plays out." <clears throat> And how you as a player interact with it. Like it all like comes together, the story and the gameplay and the actions that you take to, to just really be like really impactful. It's very memorable. Like it's terms of like a story and characters. I think I'm gonna this is one of those games where I'm gonna this isn't gonna be like my Forspoken review last week where I hadn't played it for a week and a half and I couldn't remember anything about it. Like six months from now, if you ask me about it, I'll probably be able to tell you stuff about it because it's really like sunk in. Yeah, and I really loved it. It's that's a... great, that, yeah. Especially when it's a game that came out of nowhere. Like, uh, yeah, was, we got we we didn't know anything about it, and I think it was just like me. You just went, oh, it's getting good reviews. Mm-hmm. Bought it on a whim, I think, for both of us. I knew it existed, um, but it was like I I know a lot of games exist, but don't know anything about them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and yeah, it was right. You were right. It came out. It started getting really good reviews. We both looked at it and we were both like, yeah, let's fucking go for this. Let's take a punt. Let's take a chance. Um, and then I just played it and thought it was awesome. 
it, it is a bit overlong in parts. I think the the opening does the job it needs to do is set up the world insofar as it needs to set like the you know how like video games have to set up the rules of their world right and like the structure of their world and it 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 feels a bit long in the beginning but it needs to set up those rules so it can start bending them later (laughs) very intriguing sentence i know but um and the ending is just pitch wild. <laughs> sure. But the, the end the the end run, like the end chapter, the end like two chapters <clears throat> are also like perfect in length. But each of the chapters in the middle focuses on one specific character or one specific story beat, and I feel like those are stretched a bit too thin. Um like there's a there's an there's an extended chat there's a chapter where you basically just do a bunch of different Ace Attorney <laughs> courtroom things, style things. It's a very clear reference to Ace Attorney, and that's not a spoiler because I'm pretty sure they put it in the trailer. Um, and you have to go and gather evidence, and then you have to present it. You have to do solve puzzles to figure out like when present the evidence. It goes on a bit. <laughs> like you start thinking, is this actually going to end? Like at some point, I'm going to get to the next chapter, right? Um, but it doesn't really detract too much. Like in the moment, you might in the moment I might feel like, hey, this has gone on a bit long. But then once it's over, and then you get to the ending of the chapter, and start the next one, it's barely on my mind anymore. Like I'm just invest back That's and great. reinvested a hundred percent instead of like ninety percent in the game. It's funny as well. Like for for a game that is for a game that is a very real and raw look at some very harsh and heavy themes that doesn't pull any of its punches in terms of the story it's telling. Um, it's got a lot of funny moments in there. Like, there's a lot of really like witty one-liners and witty dialogue, um, and just a lot of fun moments. Again, there's like an extended Ace Attorney reference. Like, the combat is basically a street, massive Street Fighter reference. Yeah, that's great. Like, I like I, what I like about. I like a good story. I like a, a story that takes its time as well. Sometimes I'm going through that right now with a couple of for a couple of shows right now, and they're doing really good. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it sounds really intriguing. Sounds more, more and more. I'm more annoyed that I haven't got around to getting my finger out of my ass and bloody mm-hmm. playing it. And I think, um, but I, I intend. I might. I think it probably be best if I play this in seasons first before I crack into like a dragon and octopath traveler too because i think i'll fucking lose i think i will freaking get lost with those games they're huge games um they are very massive 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 games um but um yeah see what happens uh um like i say i'm away this weekend but hopefully from next week i will try and crack on with them i think you would love a space for the unbound there's no voice acting in it um but it's not you know how like you play an rpg and there's like pages of text and the text is really small it's like the dialogue boxes are like old Final Fantasy dialogue boxes, like Final Fantasy IX, where it's like two sentences at a time. Um, nice. It's very like Final snappy. Fantasy, best Final Fantasy. It's very <laughs> snappy when you're going through the going through the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you'll be okay with that. It's I I think you'd love it. Charles. And when you cry at the end, it wasn't my fault. Technically, it was your fault because you you convinced me to play it. Yeah, but I cry <laughs> all the time. So I do too. I'll probably cry when I play Season. <laughs> I'll probably cry when I play Octopath. <laughs> You'll probably find a lot of way to cry if you play Like a Dragon. 
Mate, when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time, when, when you meet Aerith for the first time, I start crying. <laughs> yeah, because you knew what, because you know what happens. Yeah. What do I? <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. It's time for Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we look at and talk about and highlight one cool-looking upcoming indie game. I told Mooney off podcast last week that we were going to do that. Like, last week's was so much fun um, because I'd played the demo of the game and we just had a conversation about it that I, I just, I like, maybe we'd base it off of me playing a demo every every week. And then I installed, like, 15 demos on Steam and then rearranging my room took too long and I didn't play a demo, so I just grabbed a store page. So we're going to do it as normal this week and maybe start the new one next week. <laughs> but this week's yes. indie game of the week is In Stars and Time. Here's the description. In Stars and Time tells the story of Sifrin and their adventurer friends, a found family bound together by fate in order to end the tyrannical reign of an evil king. But as victory is just within the party's grasp, a tragedy occurs, the clock resets, and they have to do it all again. As Sifrin, the only person, the only one who notices this loop, each new start wears away at his cheerful veneer, yet he keeps going in hopes he can end this temporal tragedy once and for all. In Stars and Time is a time-looping RPG adventure. With each loop, Sifrin gains a new perspective on the world around them, opening up new solutions to puzzles and allowing them to make better choices in conversation. Equip memories as armor, pray to the change god to improve your team's capabilities each loop, and challenge deadly foes to rock, paper, scissors as Sifrin sees the truth. In Stars and Time is being developed by Insert Disc 5 and it's being published by Armat Game Studios and it's coming in 2023 to PC via Steam and Nintendo Switch. There's a link in the description. You should go click it. Go on Steam, go wishlist the game. Wishlisting is really cool. It helps the indie developers out massively on Steam. And this game looks cool. Like, it looks really cool. It sounds really cool. I'm a sucker for a good time loop game. Ever since I played Majora's Mask <laughs> when I was a kid, I'm like, I love a good time loop. <laughs> <laughs> I've played Majora's Mask. It's really good. I don't know. It's very dated. It's very, I'm just going to say that right now. Like I and as someone who plays old games and enjoys them, <laughs> Majora's Mask is very dated. <laughs> I mean, any N64 game is going to run into problems on a modern controller because of that controller, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, Mooney. We've reached that part of the podcast. It's that time where you get to take over. And you get to take us through in any order that you choose. Let's go one last time. The fucking blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were going to take that one. <laughs> one, the, what is it? The fast X slogan one last is ride. the last ride begins. Yeah, one last <laughs> ride. Been their last ride for fucking. It's been their last ride, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw their last ride ten years ago in the cinema, <laughs> but they just keep riding. It's like that keep runway. Riding, it's yeah. like that one runway that they drive where they were driving and they were chasing the plane. <laughs> just never ends. <laughs> uh, Blizzard workers furious after demoralizing Q and A meeting. This is from Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon. He writes. Blizzard entertainment workers throughout the world of Warcraft and Overwatch 2 publishers say they are demoralized, outraged, and upset after a meeting held Thursday by Blizzard president Mike Ibarra. Shortly after that meeting, Blizzard staff began tweeting about what they called a disappointing showing from leadership and publicly challenged 
Ibarra's statements. The outward show of solidarity comes as some video game industry workers, including those at Activision Blizzard itself, continue efforts to organize the industry's first labor unions. Game developer on Thursday published a detailed account of the meeting describing a Q&A that intended to address, quote, an employee satisfaction survey, end quote. Blizzard leadership pre-screened questions about its, quote, stack ranking, end quote, processes for evaluating employees, reduced profit sharing, and the company's return to office mandate. Polygon has since spoken to several Blizzard developers who described the low morale that followed the meeting. Blizzard spokesperson Andrew Reynolds confirmed many points made during the meeting and told Polygon that the company stands by Ibarra's statements and, quote, leadership in tough moments, end quote. Game developers said that the reduced profit-sharing plan, which would see workers receive just 58% of their promised bonus, came as a shock. Two weeks ago, Activision Blizzard announced quarterly financial results that it called a kickoff to, quote, a strong financial performance in 2023, end quote. At Blizzard Entertainment specifically, sales and operating income nearly doubled, a staggering 90% as Warcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo all generated more than $100 million in net bookings, Activision Blizzard said. Ibarra spoke about profit sharing at the meeting, suggesting that workers who believe executives are making more money are, quote, living in a myth, end quote. The profit sharing cut to 58% applies to executives, the same as it does employees, Ibarra said. Still, that doesn't account for the extreme salary differences among executives and employees. A functional tester in Santa Monica is paid between $14 and $26 an hour, while a chief of staff salary is upwards of $270,000 a year. These numbers are furnished by job postings on Indeed. They are markedly different jobs, but a profit-sharing cut no doubt impacts those workers differently. Pay came up again when Ibarra spoke on the company's return to office mandate, which begins in a few months and requires workers to come back to the office for three days a week after two years that accommodated work from home. King, the Activision Blizzard subsidiary that makes Candy Crush, has already returned to office, for example. Each of the publisher's subsidiaries is making its own decisions on work from home, Activision Blizzard spokesperson Joe Kristina said. Whatever the case, commuting to work adds on an adds on another significant expense for employees, not to mention the costs of moving for those hired from out of state during the pandemic. Blizzard spokesperson Reynolds said that Blizzard will honour its current long-term remote agreements and make exceptions, quote, for medical or religious reasons, end quote. Customer service workers will continue to work remote too. Reynolds said, quote, we will make decisions at times that not everyone will agree with, like any other business leader would with a team of over 4,500 individuals, end quote. Game developer also reported that Ibarra made comments that workers interpreted as meaning those who don't agree with the return to office policy should quit the company. Blizzard confirmed to Polygon that Ibarra's statements were correctly quoted, but added that Blizzard is, quote, listening to the team's feedback, end quote. After addressing the return to work orders, Ibarra talked about, quote, some, end quote, of its disciplines not being, quote, long-term roles, end quote. <coughs> Blizzard Rep Reynolds confirmed these comments but said it didn't specifically reference any roles and wasn't targeted at QA or customer service. But developers didn't see it that way. Many on social media took it took it took it as an insult to QA and customer service, two fields that are widely undervalued in the video game industry and also among the first to unionize. These roles, while essential, are vulnerable to low pay and crunch and treat it as if they're expendable. Ibarra's comments, workers suggested, underlined that misconception. Oh, a big president of a company being an absolute douche. What a fucking surprise. <laughs> and what do we expect these days, man? It's like, 
Like it's be frank here that probably the guy is probably going to lose his position when the 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 deal finally gets fucking sorted. But it's like it's like he's just a scientist, like I'm already rich. I'm just going to burn if it piss off everybody and burn every bridge I can. <laughs> Fun fact about Mikey Barra: Guess where he worked before he was the president of Blizzard? Ubisoft. Microsoft. See, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he might not lose his job. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Um, it's what oh, you get. yeah, I remember this guy. It's what you get for being the former host on an Xbox podcast. You remember names? <laughs> like I Mikey Parra. This guy. Um, I remember him. So this, is a, this, this all kicked off because of a customer satisfaction server, uh, employee satisfaction server that came out bad, which is understandable. Blizzard are currently trying to force their workers back into the office. Um, they've just cut their bonuses despite the fact that they're, you know, posting massive profits. <laughs> Where have we heard that one before? Um, and the, the Ibarra's comments, like his direct quotes, got really weirdly specific um, and very defensive. Um, I remember reading this story earlier in the week because when it said Thursday in the, in here, it meant last last week, not yesterday. Um, and it was you just look at some of it and go, "Man, you really are out of touch." <laughs> like. The one comment that really jumped out at me was the part where he was talking about the um, the the bonus scheme being cut by fifty eight percent, but for everyone, um, and and someone questioned it, and his response was, uh, "It's in here somewhere, but I can't remember where exactly. It's a lot of paragraphs." Uh, it was just like, "Oh, you know, you know, the 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 idea that you know you low paying workers um, are earning substantially less than than us executives is a myth." A myth. <laughs> Two hundred and seventy grand a year. Apparently. You, well, that's 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 just a job from a job posting on Indeed. I wouldn't be surprised if a bar earns more. But like, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that old Mikey boy didn't back that up by by like producing his pay slip and saying, "See, <laughs> I'm not on that much money because I don't th- <clears throat> I don't think that would have would have worked in his favor." Boys would have been ganged up on by the end. <laughs> But no, it's just oh come on! It's like we all know what this is. It's just a typical freaking president or CEO thinks that oh he's above, he is above them all, and everything like that. And he'll run them in. Tries to run them into the ground with the lowest work, lowest to pay, and just pisses off the staff even more and more and more. Saying I want, I want a hundred and ten percent out of you, even though I'm only going to pay you ten percent. Type <laughs> I'll of pay thing. you and for the ten percent. Like, the extra yeah. yeah 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 and it's just a, yeah it's just a typical yeah it's just a typical president ceo and it's just what but yeah it's it sucks that we have these type of people it really 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 does but it's just one of those things at the same time if like i got like i'll like i won't say like the words of like oh if you're unhappy fucking leave or anything like that because i can say i do understand that the industry is, 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 yeah, it's not that simple. It's incredibly difficult to find anything new in this place. Like, I'm like, I'm grateful for where I'm at. Like, and I'm also grateful that I'm at a really good place and everything uh, for where I'm working and whatnot. But like, seriously, like, <clears throat> like, it's like, I know, like, I think I, I, I probably would have, yeah, me two years ago or a year ago, probably would have, no, two years ago would have said, oh, don't like it, fucking leave. 
I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Um, two years on now, knowing that I've what I known just how a bit of a big of a pain in the backside. I, I, I don't know. I used to have a, I used to have a spreadsheet. I've got rid of it. It goes because I have a full time job. Thank God. But I, I on it had literally a list of jobs I applied for, which ones were least got back to me, um, and which ones were rejected. A lot of them were rejected. A lot of them didn't get back to me. It's just one of those things. I hate. I hate it. And it's, that's in all industry. It's not just the video game yeah. industry. It's just in all industries in general. But um, it's a geographical yeah. thing as well, right? It's like yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the games industry isn't all in one place. It's like you know, yeah, like yeah. oh, you know, you want to get a job, and maybe there's this job going to another studio, but it's on the other side of the flipping country, right? It's like then you mm-hmm. gotta pack up yeah. and move and go there. That's um. It's one of the that's things. What kind of, I did. That's what you to did. A certain point, it wasn't yeah. wasn't as far. Sure, to like, like yeah. say America. So if you were West Coast and you had to move to East Coast or something like that, that's it's like yeah, that's a that is a fucking that is a mental. That's that's crazy to think if anyone if has done that because I'm sure someone has done that. Um, plenty but, of times, no, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, the, but um, yeah. This, this there's just two thoughts on the work from home mandate ending which is number one yeah, thank you like, thank you for bringing that up no yeah the 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 work from home mandate ending is just like i don't know like i get it right capitalism is going to capitalize capitalize but like i don't know why every, why companies and and people just people in general are in such a rush to like roll all the way back to like before the the pandemic happened it's like we've actually like some some cool stuff has come from from the the pandemic like obviously it was a massive horrible thing but like things like work from home like being able to work from home for a lot more jobs has made a lot more jobs more accessible like it's incredibly expensive to live near blizzard entertainment in america so people have been able to to work from home and move further away without having to worry about doing that commute have been able to afford to live a lot easier and mandating that they now have to go into the office three days out of five in a week is going to be a huge problem for people who have moved out of the city and maybe hours away from the from where the office is it's like they're either going to have to to have a massive commute or they're going to have to move into an incredibly expensive area of 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 the city at a time when everything is getting more expensive literally yeah. every everything <clears throat> yeah yeah that's no doubt about it it's like uh, that type of thing like what what blizzard, blizzard if i'm right is i want to say texas no they're in california but i feel like it's going to be something different in it they're in but california anyway, it's very California, yeah, that's a, that's just as expensive as well. So, yeah, it, it's incredibly, incredibly expensive, and like, like I'm happy like to say that to say it, that it's a, it's only a three day thing. Like, I think like everyone should have the option like to work from home or like do a hybrid type of thing, uh, or if you if you if your job is capable of doing it like my job is if i want to yeah. i can work from home one day a week if i want to i choose not to because i just don't enjoy it at this moment in time um to do to work from home i prefer to get the fuck out of my flat for a while type of thing and do stuff but um but other people are not in my situation where i'm fine with it other people like you said and aren't they are not going to be able to do this type of thing and they there's no reason for them to have to there's just no reason for them to have to because like you say that what the pandemic has proven that you can work from home and still do your job and still do incredibly well and I think it's just it's the it's just the the old man mentality of 
You come to work. You leave your home and come to work. Your home is your home, not to work. Your work is your work. You come to work to work type of thing. And it's that's a very uh, barbaric, uh, an archaic, should I say. Yeah. Uh, barbaric's wrong word. Archaic, uh, archaic mindset right now because, like, you can work from home. It is possible to work from home. I know people who I work with work from home, and they still do their job just as fine, 100% full commitment every time on all on all the excuse me on everything they do and whatnot and we've had no problems whatsoever so like you can do it blizzard is just like and i'm no that's not just blizzard many companies are doing this we know this um it's an arcade mindset that this needs to be like no you know you don't need to do this you know you don't need to do this whatsoever and it's a lot of bollocks personally for that like say good on them to a certain point like Giving them uh, like uh, like they can do two at home, three at work. Like a hybrid, I think, is a good option. Um, but if they can't do it, then it's just like no. You just then let the people who can't do it work from home. Just let them do it. You should just let people do whatever they want. Like that's that as well, yeah. Yeah, if they if they're working and then doing their work, who cares where they do it? Blizzard care because they pay for an expensive office in Santa yeah, Monica. Yeah, yeah. We know why there is. Yeah, we yeah. know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crimea River, but. The there's one thing that this could be, right? And I'm I'm not the only person who's who's thought of this. I've seen this talked about on Twitter, um, and in in a couple of articles. And I can't remember what the specific term is for it, but what this is going to do is it's going to force people to leave, well, people who won't be able to make the commute, people who won't be able to afford to move closer to the Santa Monica office, and. I've seen companies do this before. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Which is to avoid huge layoffs. You just do something that makes... Or, or you don't even need to necessarily do anything. You just let people leave and then don't replace them. And then you avoid... I don't know, like say Activision the Blizzard backlash. being in the headlines for, for laying off 900 people after posting record profits. It's it's a very insidious thing that I've seen happen before. Um, a couple of people have ta- like talked about this uh, online, specifically in regards to the situation where it's like, and I'm not saying this is a hundred percent what's happening. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> this is very much allegedly. This is what I'm, this is my opinion of what it could possibly look like in terms of they're just reducing the workforce without doing the layoff part. Because there are people who aren't going to be... Like, there are people who, who aren't just aren't going to be able to do this. To to be able yeah. to go to the office three days a week. This is not going to be ha- yeah. possible for them. They're going to have to leave and hopefully find other jobs. Yeah. No doubt about it. Like, it, it is... It's a company we do not trust whatsoever. A, trust, a company that we don't have very much faith in whatsoever. I don't think we have any faith in it. I don't, I don't have any faith in zero, it. 0% faith <laughs> I mean, in active position business. So what you're saying is probably complete utter of facts. I mean... You're, probably, are, you're, probably, you're probably on the spot on, really. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, didn't think uh, about that way. I'm no, no it's just, yeah, you know, my brain moves in mysterious ways. I mean, yeah, I don't have any faith in Blizzard Entertainment. The president in this very meeting said that workers who believe executives are making more money than them are living in a myth. And Blizzard's spokesperson went, yeah, he said that. Yeah, we support him. So, like, yeah, I don't have any fucking faith in this dog shit company. Um, And I think that's 
part of why they're doing this. Like the the reason layoffs happen, and the reason you know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in our section about supporting the developers like the, the reason layoffs happen isn't because companies are struggling it's because they need to make the number go up every year and a great way to cut costs is to cut staff yeah and it fucking sucks that's just how capitalism the number always has to go up and eventually you run out of ways to make the number go up and you just cut your staff blizzard are just doing it a different way this time than they did it last time in my opinion. Don't want to get sued. Thanks. <laughs> Not been sued yet. Hopefully never will be. <laughs> Probably ran close to the line a few times, though. Um, Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, we don't have the same type of freedom of speech they do in America. What do you want to go do next? What do you want to go next? Let's go to the one below it, Dead Space. Why not? Dead Space. So this is a question that's been floating around on, on social media a bit in the past week. Um, so I thought I'd bring it to the podcast, which is, would you rather have Dead Space 4 or a Dead Space 2 remake next? Like, if you are motive for making a follow-up to the Dead Space remake that we just played, and then they announced they're making another Dead Space game, would you rather it was a continuation of the series as a whole? Or would you rather it was a remake of the second game? Or, you know, it's a complicated question. Maybe you, you've got pros and cons for both. <laughs> uh, remake 2. Yeah? Remake 2, yeah. Why not? Remake 2 is very well-beloved as well. The 1 and 2 are very were, ve- were well-beloved games and everything like that. 3, obviously, not so much. I think we've talked about it, like, I think when we reviewed the game. We did briefly touch on it point. when we yeah. reviewed it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for me, uh, I think I said it there, do too, because I think it's it's ripe to it. I think what they did for, did for number one, the remake for one was, for me, like, it was incredible. I thought they did an amazing job what they did for that. And if they just add that same level of love and care they did for number one to number two as well, mm. I think they'll really... You could have a really good franchise, back a really, a really good rejuvenated franchise ready to go for, and then, but then it then, but then, but then when it hits number, if they do do two, then the question does happen. Then do you when it gets the question then is do you do three? Uh-huh. That's more that's the ultimate question. I think it is. Do you redo three? I think I stated on the last one as well. I think for me, yes, you probably should do redo, redo three, but I think you should just. You either fundamentally change it and make it a, just a stone cold single player game. Take the second gear character out, or have him in there, but he's not non playable, and and everything like that. Um, and do it that type of way, or you completely remake, completely just cancel three, not cancel the three all the way, kick the original three out altogether, and redo do a completely brand new Dead Space three. And do it that way, and then eventually get onto four. If you get that far and everything, but uh, that's how I would do it. One remake, one remake, two remake, three, and then just remake one again, and then we'll just keep going around, and we'll just keep doing redoing the trilogy over and over again. So, only you're doing it for the Last of Us, so why the hell not? (laughs) Look, we know we're gonna get a Last of Us two remake. They can reboot (laughs) Spider-Man as many times as they want. You just keep going around in circles. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I don't. For me, what it is that. Like that extra ending that they have in it, the alternative ending, 
Um, yeah. Basically says what he does in two. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's for me. It's like it's for me. That's telling me that they are going to do two. Obviously, I don't know this or anything, but I will be very surprised if we don't hear. Maybe not this year, but rumblings. Maybe from Jeff Grubb. Um, that Dead Space 2 remake is happening. <laughs> Dead Space 5 is coming, Jeff. Jeff. We haven't even had four, mate. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, A for me... simulator skipped two, it went straight to three. Sure it did. <laughs> um, like, for me, like, I mean, the the thing that I look at in terms of the Dead Space 1 remake and then into dead space 2 is dead space 1 how do i put this without getting stabbed with a pitchfork and set on fire with a torch it wasn't that fun to play like at the time in 2008 when it very first came out it was all we had you know it's all we knew but like watching you try to replay it a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> like i could feel give you nightmares <laughs> i could feel how clunky those controls were just from watching on twitch yeah, um yeah, yeah. and with dead space 2 it was more there was like an improvement in terms of how it controlled it was it's a lot closer to modern third person action games um in terms of how it how it controls um so yeah. for me i don't like it would be, and I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. Like with the the updated visuals, and you know they can like smooth off some of the rough edges, like they took out the turret section in the Dead Space remake. Like ten out of ten, best yeah. game ever. Um, I fucking hate that turret section <laughs> so much, but um, it was horrible. But like I can see like the the value of a Dead Space two remake. But at the same time, I don't think you need to do it in the same way that you need to do Dead Space. Like hey, if they do it, they do it, and. That would be cool. Like, for me, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like, even if you go to Dead Space 4, do you continue the story from the end of Dead Space 3's DLC? Or, like, do you continue it from Dead... Like, if you'd say, went on to make a brand new Dead Space, do you continue it from the be- from the end of the remake? Like, how much is canon and how much isn't canon? <laughs> like, of the, of the other games. Like, it's messy when when you consider a question like this. Um, I mean, you, if you look at Resident Evil, there's basically like two fucking like roads that that series is on right now, which is the remakes and the new games are running side by side. And even the remakes are a bit weird because like they add some story beats where you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> that implies that something cool is going to happen. However, I have played all of the games that, that follow on from this and that cool thing does not happen. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's as mucky as what you make it out to be personally. Like for that, I'm like, I've, I, like for me, no, is, just like, if they go to dead space Four, like it becomes a bit weird about like, Oh, where do you follow on from? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what, like, what I'm saying. Like, they do remake two and then remake three and then just give a definitive ending. If he's fucking alive, he's alive and then move on to Dead Space 4 or whatever, you know? Um, and yeah, and just do it that way. Like, that's how, for me, honestly, that's how I would do it personally. But yeah. But I also understand where you're coming from to a certain point as well. So, mostly I'm just, I'm just annoyed that I'd have, I'm going to have to wait another fucking 15 years for Dead Space 4. <laughs> 
Potentially, yes. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. I've already waited like 10 fucking years for a continuation of Dead Space. So that would, that's going to be, I'm going to do some quick math there. 27 years for a sequel. Yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> Sounds reasonable to me. You know what's also reasonable, Amy? 20 million copies sold for Elden Ring. Yes, Elden Ring sold, has sold 20 million copies. Worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. Congratulations. Never played the game, but I heard great things. <laughs> you heard great things so much, you wish I'd shut up about it. It was me. You heard all the great no. things from me. You can talk about all you want. <laughs> that. Yes. Okay. Uh, Here comes but no, um, Let me turn on my wrestling music. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, you talk, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> uh, no, but no, yeah. We, we want nothing but success for video games. This was always going to be a massive success, and it's great to hear that it has been. Mm. Um, like it was like it was selling so well that you even asked the question, "Could it sell, sell Call of Duty?" Then Call of Duty came down and said, yeah. "Fuck off." No. <laughs> here's my beer, and here's the second one as well. It w- hey, it <laughs> wasn't as it wasn't as far apart as you know it could have been. It was a reasonable question. Just because you are right. Doesn't mean doesn't mean it was always foretold by prophecy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but no, yeah, we want great success, and this is great. And like, hopefully, like, uh, what it, this means even more greater things for the future for soft from software and everything. Like, will there be an Elder Ring two? Will they finally do Bloodborne two? Will there be a Dark Souls four? Who no. the fuck knows? I haven't got this a clue. Was but good Dark luck Souls for the future. <laughs> And five and six, um, yeah. I don't know. Like from software's interesting because they just like they do whatever the fuck they want. Like you know, they could have just they did the Nintendo developer basically. They, they could have just, just Nintendo, called. They do what the fuck they want. Yeah, they could have just called this Dark Souls for for brand recognition and you know what I mean. But they didn't. They chose to to make a new IP. Um. So like yeah, like what are they doing next? They're doing Armored Core next. What's that going to look like? I've got any fucking idea. <laughs> the last time there was an armored core was fucking a decade ago? <laughs> More? Like, is it going to be like Dark Souls? I hope not. <laughs> not because I don't like Dark Souls, because that'd be fucking weird. Um, but it's cool. Like, did you see them out there and succeeding just doing what they want to do? Like... There was a lot of pushback when Demon Souls uh, first came out on PlayStation Three, um, to the, just the idea of that kind of game, and then they just released it again and called it Dark Souls, um, and they tweaked a few things and they sanded off a few edges, but like they kept a lot of the weird things that people found off putting, and just it just built a fan base from there, um, and you just love to see that kind of thing, like, yeah. you know, like we talked about Forspoken last week being a game that I felt like I had played a dozen times before. Yeah. Um, and I always appreciate a game that doesn't feel like that. So. No, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, like, uh, I'm happy for all the people who've worked on this game and I'm happy for the fans uh, who have enjoyed it, like yourself. Yeah. I did enjoy it. And then the Xbox ate my save file and I was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> but I finished it. <laughs> so that's good. That's true, yeah, that's true. Um, go Sega. Sega. 
Sega says it will give all employees a 30% pay rise. This is from Sean Murray over at The Gamer. He writes, Sega has announced a substantial raise for its salaried employees. Starting later this summer, Sega will raise the base salary of all existing employees by an average of 30%. Sega said, quote, it will initiate revision to its compensation system to invest in human resources in order to further stabilize employee income and create a more comfortable working environment. But apparently not include any fucking punctuation in their sentences. As well as to further strengthen its global competitiveness, end quote. This will be done by raising the base salary of all employees, as well as incorporating some of the annual bonus incentives into base salaries. The initial weekly salary of hired new graduates will rise from 222,000 yen to 300,000 yen. That's uh, from around... $1,650 to around $2,230. Sega estimates that the average increase in total annual pay, including bonus, will be around 50%. Uh, In a press release, Sega wrote, quote, We are working to reform our various personnel systems so employees can maximize their respective potential in a comfortable working environment. We will continue our efforts to realize a system that allows our employees to grow while realizing diverse work styles and to provide further experiences that move the heart globally, which is just a fantastic sentence you want to see in a press release. (laughs) They want to move the heart globally, Rudy. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm always going to be pro, obviously, more more paid, pay rises, more bigger pays. For 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 employees and everything like that, I'm always gonna uh, who are creating the games and everything. That being said, <laughs> one of those numbers is basically what I earn now. Ooh, which one? I can state that. I'm not, <laughs> <say> that. <laughs> not on a podcast anyway. Um, um, that that that's the, 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 yeah, basically, and I'm just like. If I didn't have my partner, I probably wouldn't have been able to do this job. Like, move. I would have to ask, <laughs> I need to work from home permanently type of thing all the time um, and everything. Um, that just then just that, so just seeing those numbers and make that's just automatically makes to think we're in a fucking cost of living crisis. We're in inflation. It's such a high right now that it's put food prices up to into a disgusting levels, fuel prices up to disgusting levels, energy prices, the whole fucking shebang. And you're raising, great, you're raising the wages up to basically what I'm at now. What the fuck were they at before? The one thing I will mention just about the, the numbers, the specific numbers that are in the article, are just for hired new grads, new graduates, I'm guessing like people straight out of university, like graduate scheme, I'm guessing. Okay. Maybe like, maybe like their Japan's version of a graduate scheme. Not, not, acu- not, not excusing it, yeah, <laughs> but I yeah, imagine yeah. there's a lot of people who are on a lot more money. Maybe I, I would hope so. I would hope so. I'm assuming I'm assuming a lot there. I don't know how Japanese business specifically works. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like mapping that onto how I know Western. I'm also li- yeah. I'm also going off the little bit of the knowledge that what I learned about when I was at work this week about one of the stories that we talked about last week about I think it was the Nintendo raised prices as well for uh, the, the staff. Yeah. In Japan, yeah. Apparently that's not as good as what people think. What we made it out to be, or how I praised okay. it and everything. No, it's just because of like how low they automatically get paid there anyway. So I'm just like, that's why I'm like questioning it for this type of thing. And it's just like, that's great, but can you can you not go a little bit higher? You're fucking Sega for God's sake! You're one of the biggest companies out there. 
yes, a few years ago, you were potentially going to get <laughs> bought by Microsoft, rumoredly, <laughs> and whatnot. Wasn't that Jeff Grubb again? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, it's just like it's one of those things, and it's just like, yeah, yay, but also, could you go? You we know you could go further, we know you could. You shouldn't make you shouldn't have to make staff on you, especially new graduates, have to struggle still to even get a really decent wage and whatnot. Now, for all I know, they're to levels of, of like things of what we're going through over in the UK may not be to the level what it is in Japan and everything like that. I'm not fully sure. So, but, um, yay, but <clears throat> for me at the same time. I mean, hey, as somebody who is on the wage that I'm on, <laughs> I would say that $1,650 a week looks like a lot from my perspective. <laughs> That's looks fair. like a lot from my perspective. Um, but I get what you're saying. I do. Um, and hey, any pay rise is good. Well, maybe it's not any pay rise. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Tories there, but the words, did they did not come to me. But yeah, you know, like, hey. I mean, at least they're not doing an Activision Blizzard and slashing people's bonuses by 58%, but there's always room to do better. That's that, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we shouldn't judge we shouldn't judge Sega on the bar that Blizzard has set, which is yeah. somewhere near the core of the planet <laughs> at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's why the core is rotten right now. <laughs> that's why climate change is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not about fossil fuels, it's about cause of blizzards. It's just blizzard <laughs> being so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I get I, I I see and appreciate your point for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All companies should be given better witches. We all know it's like like we get right now, I know I'm going off a very much tough topic here, but we're going on are fucking we places. We're going on with there's places right now in the UK that are literally going on fucking strike begging for a better wage. Just to, just to live, for God's sakes. And yeah. it's like, it's the same for us in the gaming industry. I'm not saying I'm in, not, not well off at all. I'm in a very good wage. There's no doubt about it. Moody's going on cost. strike, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going on strike whatsoever. I love my job. But like, I, there's no doubt about it. I guess they, I'm, I'm honest and frank about it. It's just that, thank, thankfully, I am with an amazing partner who's also earning a good wage as well that we've been able to do this and whatnot. But yeah, the industry, you're the biggest industry in the fucking planet. That's the thing about it. For God's sakes, you're the biggest entertainment industry on the planet. You're bigger in movies and music combined and TV combined, for God's sakes. You can't put fuck out a little bit of extra good money pay rises Everyone for all can. your staff. Like, yeah, we can talk about, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, we can talk about the, 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 how good this is. And I know, and it is, but yeah, every corporation can afford to pay all of their staff a living wage. <laughs> like Sega, Blizzard, everybody, everybody. That's true. That's true. We know that. Um, what we got left? Well, let's take a page out of Sega's book and let's move the heart globally. <laughs> or let's move this podcast globally. That's a really nice statement. I'm gonna try and like adapt that. Let's move this part podcastingly. Um, we've got plenty of time left. And a lot of stories uh, left. Do, do. Yeah, Feeling in the silence. Da, da, da. <sighs> this is a podcast. Civ 7. Da, da, da. Civ 7's in development, according to Access. Oh, man. This, 
this laptop is getting slower and slower. This is from Owen Escott over at Polygon, who writes, The next civilization is in development of Firaxis Games. The student's pairing company, Take-Two Interactive, confirmed in a statement on Friday. Though no launch date or window was offered, the news comes six years after the launch of Civilization VI, a critical and commercial success across five platforms. One day I might even play it. Take-Two and 2K Games announced the development in a news release, also promoting Heather Hazen to Firaxis' studio head, while also announcing the departure of longtime developer Jake Solomon. Formerly, Hazen was Firaxis Games' chief operating officer. Uh, Hazen, in a statement, said, quote, I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to carry on the studio's storied legacy, beginning with the announcement that Firaxis is in development on the next iteration of the legendary Civilization franchise, end quote. Of course it is. <laughs> that was it? Don't... That was the whole reason you wanted to come here? <laughs> Duh! <laughs> um... Congratulations on the new job, whoever you are. Um, I hope you do well, I guess. So for Civ, Civ 6, I enjoyed. Like, they did a really nice part for it on console. I thought it played really nice on console. Oh, that's cool. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think it's... Uh, I don't know if I'll... Ugh. Sorry tired um i think uh i don't know if i'll play seven like on pc because it's just like it is a lot of game like yeah. six was a lot of game but fucking yeah, hell i can only imagine what seven like oh. we're five years in for god's sake six years after so this for me i'm wondering because they've kind of basically said well duh yeah we're doing Civ six <laughs> Civ seven that's that makes me kind of think is it closer than we think i'm not seeing this year or anything like that quickly typing in on the uh, fantasy, fantasy critic, fantasy critic. <laughs> all my points <laughs> um, um no but uh but i think it closer than uh than what they're, they're making it out to be maybe if, two years maybe if i was a betting woman and somebody who made predictions about video games oh wait i am i am somebody who makes predictions about video games i would say keep your eyes on the pc gaming show this summer Fair. Um, fair. Yeah. Fair I think I think for Axis have had a long-standing history at the PC gaming show. It's the perfect type of reveal for for that show, and that show's pretty been pretty good the last few years. But Civ's weird because I sunk a disgusting amount of time into Civ Five, like I, on two Steam accounts. <laughs> I so I essentially bought it twice, um, and. I played a lot of multiplayer with Keith and Russ um, when I didn't have a job. None of us had a job at the time, actually. But, um, and then I just never played Civ Six. I think I own it. I think I've got it on Epic Games. It was one of the free games and stuff. But like, I just fell behind. It's like The Sims, right? Like, my friend Sylvia loves The Sims, and she's always talking about all the cool shit she's doing in The Sims, and I'm here for it, and I love it. But I own the base game and none of the expansions and it's way too intimidating at this point to start <laughs> and i felt the same with civ 6 where it was like i've got the base game but there's all these expansions <laughs> and it's like I know, i've never played it so now i'm just like yeah maybe i'll just wait for civ 7 uh interestingly jake solomon it was mentioned in the in the article uh his departing for access he was the creative director of the XCOM series and the recently released midnight suns which is apparently performed below expectations. Not necessarily trying to start something, just thought I'd mention it. Seems interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a shame to hear. The the game, the game, but like, I think uh, it was Game Pass. It's on Game Pass, isn't it? I don't think so. No, no, it's not. I probably would have downloaded it and given it a try because it got a lot of positive buzz when it came out. Um, I don't think it's on Game Pass. But uh, no, it is a shame. Oh, it's, it's a superhero game. It's the Marvel. Yeah, it's the, Marvel it's the yeah, 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 yeah. XCOM, I'm but not with, surprised there. But with Marvel heroes, I don't mean that in that mean way towards the man or to even to the team whatsoever. It just it just didn't scream out a game anybody really wanted, and everything. And like it came out, I think with a lot of, of a mixed bag for a lot of people. So I don't mean that meanly, but yeah, it's it is a I shame to hear that because like yeah, it, it's a shame to hear that because obviously like like we've just been praising like. Yo, Elden Ring, 20 million copies, fantastic, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And we obviously want great success and everything like that, but it, and it's, it's always a shame to hear that. So can, but also, did they maybe have it too high? Like, is it a Square it's Enix probably. thing? Is it too high type of thing? Or who really knows? Like, cause it's a mar- it's, it's Marvel. Marvel. It's, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's interesting that Marv, the Marvel license hasn't translated into games the way it does into films, where it's like, it's not a guarantee. At this point, I think it's fair to say that a game being a Marvel game isn't necessarily a guarantee of success. Just on its own. Like, whereas, like, an MCU movie, it might not break the world records for, like, box office and stuff, but it's got to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I... Like it, it, at the end of the day, what I'm going to say is also very, very subjective. At the same time, to one to a certain point, it's just like Spider-Man. Both the Spider-Man and Miles Morales, we both very much enjoyed. Love Spider-Man. Can't wait for hopefully number two that will come this year. Hopefully, um, you enjoyed the story of uh, Avengers, but I did. It it was just a one to what I could see. A very one note, do the same thing over and 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 over again. Game without any true path to what's going to be coming to the for the future of that game. And obviously, it's now been cancelled and closed and everything like that, or will be in the future. Yeah. And Midnight Suns is just a game that I think no no one really wanted. I think I think everyone's screaming out for quality single player games and. for the most part, maybe I might be completely wrong here too. I know it's all very subjective because, like, how we tried Guardians and what we seemed like we were clicking with Guardians was it was broken. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was buggy but for us, us, it wasn't a buggy game like globally. Like, it wasn't like this big yeah, thing yeah. where everybody was had bugs. It just unfortunately, you and I experienced a lot of bugs. But if there's one thing, I've been in, I've been around Marvel movies since Iron Man came out and everybody and Samuel L. Jackson was like he talked about the Avengers initiative and everybody went what the fuck if there's one thing I know about Marvel fans it's that they just want the same thing over and over again so really what you should do is just copy paste Spider-Man and like st- stick a different person in there and then just do that over and over again boom Success. <laughs> As one of those Marvel fanboys, I completely disagree with you because we do like different test movies. I'm just trying to take the heat off of you for all of that blasphemy at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> blasphemy? Yeah. Blasphemy? What? I don't know what you're talking about. No, obviously, no, I'm, yeah, jo- obviously like, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, but like, it's, it's just... It's... <laughs> 
Fuck you, Moody. <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus. Get That's him, screaming. boys. Get him. He lives there. <laughs> Listen, right. All I'm no. saying is, if you want to get, if you want a game to get nominated for Game of the Year on the Words About Games podcast, just make it like Yukio. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Problem if solved. If it was a card game like Yukio. I could summon Captain America and then place a couple of trap cards there and everything. Boom. Boom. Done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and XYZ over him and bring out Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know how Yu-Gi-Oh works. I'm just going to go here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it. It sounds like something's like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy, help. He's talking about Yu-Gi-Oh again and I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> um no yeah like you know it's it's just a weird sort of i know we've kind of broken away from the story and talked about something completely different but it is weird that like the the marvel games have been all over the map (laughs) in terms of like their quality um and their reception i don't i can't speak to the quality of midnight suns i never played it yeah same for me yeah and I don't think we could really get say to the quality for Guardians either because we never fully completed it. I love that fucking game, even... apart from the fact that it kept yeah. crashing. Like it's on my backlog. Where did you get to... to? Did you get to the halfway point? I don't ask? think so. No, I think it was like chapter I don't think four. I, or I know five. I didn't. So that's what I'm saying. So like, I think it's unfair for us. Like, really it's even it's, judge it's that on my it's well. on my backlog to to play through again. Like all I can say is like whatever, however much I managed to play of it, I fucking loved it. Like I was so yeah, loving I it. I was really connecting with the characters, especially Quill. Quill was just like. And this and in this endearing little girl. I just want to know who kept opening that fucking fridge. <laughs> fucking dickheads. <laughs> Everything's gonna defrost if you don't leave the fridge closed, you dickheads. Anyway. Um after that tangent. You got yeah, probably. Uh, we've got time for a quick one. Or we can move on. It's up to you. Move on. Move on. Uh, we've got games coming out next week, and I have brought yeah. two to the table for the highlights. The first one is War Long Fallen Dynasty is coming out on March 3rd. It's coming out on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and it's launching in Game Pass. It's the game by the people who made Neo. They're making a new Dark Fantasy Three Kingdoms action RPG. Uh, the other game that I've highlighted for that's coming out next week is called Right Moss, which is coming to PC on February 28th. I've seen this at a couple of showcases last year. It's a puzzle game where you create music by solving mazes, like you solve the mazes, and it makes music as you do so. And it looks really cool and very chill. So if you're interested in a chill puzzle game with cool music, Right Moss might be for you. If you want to go into the complete opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> and you want a game that's going to kick the shit out of you, Warlong Fallen Dynasty is coming out at the end of the week. I don't know if I'm actually going to play Warlong. I'm not in the mood for a Souls-like right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really have to be in the mood, you know? Like, if you go into a Souls-like and you're not ready to... To meet that challenge, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Um, also, I can appreciate that, no doubt. Also, Octopath Traveler Two comes out. It's gonna be hopefully in my house by the time this podcast is gone live, and I'm gonna be playing it. 
lying in lying on this bed with my switch, cursing the switch's battery life because I got to plug it in again to charge it. <laughs> Do you not dock it and put on or play from the TV? Um, I'm I'm in. It's weird. I'm in this sort of phase of my life i guess i don't know where i'm kind of like really like just enjoying like playing hand games in handheld yeah. um i probably will i moved to the tv specifically so i could make it easier to play games on it <laughs> um, uh, just quickly the game to which one is it called um Tetch T C H I A has got a release date for March. Ooh shit. Really? March twenty-third, I think it's a twenty first. Oh, oh, this is this is the state the state of direct. The PlayStation play. Yeah. That thing. Like we'll talk about that next week. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> We're talking about it next week. I was like, wait, really? And I was like, what news is happening? And I was like, oh of course it is. I wasn't gonna acknowledge PlayStation Direct at all. Because we're recording as it goes on. I love that text I got off you this morning, by the way, where I was like, hey, is there anything you want to talk about on the podcast? And you went, oh, we can talk about the, the state of play. That happens uh, tonight, doesn't it? And I was like, yeah, it should be on right about when we're finishing recording. <laughs> Didn't realize that. I won't yeah, lie. It's fine. I already found out state, there was a state of the game today. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. State of the game, state uh, of play today. They only announced it on Tuesday, to be fair. They're doing. They're trying to f- copy Nintendo's whole thing of announcing it and then dropping it like within like a day or two. Works get some it. numbers. Get some people. Hey, watching. people watch it. That's cool. I'm just happy it's they're not they're not just exclusively doing blog posts like it's the early two thousands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should we move on? Yes, go for it. <laughs> to the final section of the podcast. Open critic head. Ahead. This is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the up the open Shit. critic averages of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week we tried to guess the open critic average of two upcoming games, not just one. Octopath Traveler 2 and Like a Dragon Ishin. Which isn't on the form page. Thanks, Open Craig. Wait, why has he got a gun? Ah, never mind. I'm gonna play it. Um. Anyway, for our, like a dragon Ishin, I guessed it would get an 83. Moody guessed it would get an 84. And at the time of recording, like a dragon Ishin has an Open Craig average of 81, which gives Amy, like me, one point. And we also tried to guess the Open Critic average of Octopath Traveler 2. I guessed it would get an 85. Moody guessed it would get an 86. And at the time of recording. Octopath Traveler 2 has an open critic average of 86, which means Moody gets two points and ties the scores up. It's now Amy 4, Moody 4. No one's pulling away this time. <laughs> That's been our thing for two years. It was always like, you'd go, and then I'd go, and then you'd go. Now it's like, if we can keep this vibe up, <laughs> I'll be happy. Can I just point out, last week when we did this, we guessed the scores for Ishin and Octopath, and we talked about playing them. And you talked about playing like Dragon, and I talked about wanting to play Octopath. So can I just point yeah. out the irony that I guessed the score for the game that you're going to play, and you guessed the score for the game that I'm going to play. <laughs> yeah. I love little, little, little weirdness like that. It's fun. 
Goodbye, Volcano High, June 15th. Please stop. I'm going to watch this. Please yeah. stop. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to watch it? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Didn't realize you were going to. Are they? I always watch them. Um, but now I'm going to have to cut off some of trip shot because I'm definitely going to want to play that game for day one. So. Um, this week, we're trying to get the open critic average of Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. The upcoming Souls-like Three Kingdoms RPG, which Moody has in his fantasy critic team. I do. Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. Keenan and Cal. I do, I do, I do. You ever watch Keenan and Kel? Okay. Who loves orange soda? I don't know why. For some weird reason, I thought you said Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> no, I never watched Beavis and Butthead. Keenan and Kel is one of those things. Like me and Phil are both more or less the same age, so we like bounce references off each other for like weird '90s stuff. And Keenan and Kel is just one of those things that we. No, Keenan and Kel is really good. Quoted each other. Mm-hmm. The the one we do most is the is you know when he when like there was the screw and the tuna. And he's like, ah, put the screw in the tuna. And we just shout that at each other for no reason sometimes. Cool. cool. What I'm saying, what I'm doing is I'm just letting, I'm just letting everybody know how weird I am. <laughs> Amy weird. Amy Facts. weird. Amy weird. <laughs> Moody. <laughs> no, you don't go first. I go first. Amy, what do you think will long fall into? By the end of the year... I will get into the rhythm of me going first and you going second. What do I think Warlong Fallen Dynasty is going to get? I'm going to guess. 81. That's what I think. 83. 83. It's not 82 this time. I don't know, like, Neo was, like, really well-received and stuff. I've just been reading Neo stuff. Neo was 88, it, Neo 2 was in 85. Yeah, I've just been, like, reading stuff about this game that makes me think, like, and this might just be a me personally thing, um, of being like, mm, I don't know about this one, Chief. It was a bit like Atomic Heart, where it was like, and to be fair, Atomic Heart isn't reviewing amazingly well, but, like, the more trailers that came out for that game, the more I really stopped talking about it because the more i was like i don't think this looks that great for me (laughs) not a lot of people are talking about it there's no doubt about it compared to what it was like for neo and neo 2 and everything Mm -hmm. like i remember like a lot of people talking about in the neo games even even though they aren't aren't games for me or that i can appreciate like uh, and and whatnot for it so yeah, it's uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm surprised Neo 2 reviewed, like, on average, like, the aggregate. I'm surprised it got lower. I'm surprised it went lower than Neo 1. That does surprise me a little bit, but eh. True. it's all subjective at the end of the day. Uh, but, yeah, like, I still think it's going to be a good game. I just, there's something about, about it that's just not hitting the right chord with me personally at the moment. Um, We'll see. I'm going to be neck deep in Octopath anyway, so it's not really going to matter. And it's on Game Pass. So I just download it whenever I feel like it. Um, Sweetness. We'll do a fantasy credit check-in next week when all of the 
scores have been tabulated into the table and stuff because there's been a there's a lot of games coming out that have been that are, that are part of our uh, our fantasy critic league, but there's a few more there that still need to be added on. So that's gonna do it for episode 340 of the words about games podcast. I don't know why I said words like that. The words. Words. The words. I like leaned in as well. I like leaned in. Words. 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 The words. Words. I always said the words. Our audio listeners are like, what the fuck's happening? The words. Words. Hold on. Let me just give them let me just give our audio listeners a real treat. Words. <laughs> and you get one of those ASMR microphones and just start like talking like from different positions around it. Really give people a treat if they're listening on like Dolby Atmos. With <laughs> like the 360 sound. <laughs> I'll just slowly turn the microphone. <laughs> So it sounds like I'm just spinning around them. <laughs> uh, do you do you have any final thoughts? Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure to have you listening to us for the words, words. about games podcast. Um, I hope you all have a f- fabulous weekend, and as always, just remember to be awesome and take care of one another. What a lovely sentiment. You know, Mooney, you're a very lovely person. I want you to know that. I try. Let's get out of here. Say say bye, Mooney. Bye, Moody. (laughs) Been a while since we've done that one.